Hello and welcome to uh, Do Not Resuscitate, a DNR fan cast. I'm the DM Ken and joining me is Rob. Hi, I'm Rob. I play Hamish Thorlison, the dwarf sorcerer. And the man in the squeaky chair, CJ. Hello, I'm CJ and I play Jacoba Jabard. And the man with the noisy paper, Ian. It's not that noisy. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm Ian. I play Liam Malseer, the half-elf bard. Uh, sadly, Andy cannot be joining us. Uh, he will no longer be on the show because he has felt burnt out on D&D as a game. So he'll no longer be with us. But we wish him the best. No hard feeling. So last session, we left off after you... There was a big rush the day after the Harvest Festival to... Because uh, Umbrin and Joyce went out on a big unauthorized pirate advertising campaign. And the place got absolutely flooded with requests the day after. Uh, one such request was from Jacoba's ex, which was always fun for him. <laughs> uh, we did find a handful of viable um, requests. One of which was from Mr. Stanford to clean up a warehouse. One of which was from a traveling merchant to take care of those zombies you guys left behind with bells on the, around their necks. Uh, another one was from the same residential district that you had done your pest control mission on, saying that you guys missed a few. We should probably go take care of that. Uh, you guys decided to first take care of the warehouse, because it could probably be done quick and easy. Uh, turned out there was a huge, horrifying thing over there, and you guys killed it and leveled up for it, so congratulations. Yay! <laughs> you completed the other half of it to clean it up, but it turns out there was a magic circle in there that somewhat matched the magic circle off in the woods that you found, which is uh, suspect, to say the least. You guys discussed a bit that maybe there could have been a magic circle where the Rat King was, but you guys didn't see one, but you also didn't look. Uh, we left off in the evening time where all of you and Umbrin were discussing all of the spooky stuff that was happening around town, and Umbrin said he was going to do some research and see what he could find. And you decided that your next course of action was to go take care of the zombies that you left behind. So being evening time, uh, I, I know this is very sudden, but <laughs> this is what uh, we will be doing. So uh, as soon as Umbrin kind of leaves off saying that uh, we need to look into these things, uh, an official from the local temple bursts into the DNR office uh, stating that there is a church emergency and Urkin is needed immediately. And Urkin leaves without a word to go take care of that. And uh, Butterfly, that will have consequences. <laughs> um, you should really have the uh, sound effect queued up. I really should. I can always put it in post. Note to Ken, put yeah. that in post. <laughs> Fix it in post. Uh, I, by the way, um, when I said that for last session, I totally am adding the more you know sound effect in post because <laughs> we said we would, and now I will. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, what? One question before we move on: for the zombie quest, are you guys going to leave first thing in the morning, or are you guys going to stick around and see if you can see Susiana? I suppose it's really up to Jacoba. Oh god, it's up to me. Cool decision. I mean, it's your ex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not. Jacoba's uh, not really ready to face that battle yet. So. <laughs> okay, so the plan is to leave early in the morning. 
earlier than early. <laughs> as early as possible. We are leaving right now. We are going to march through the night. Nah, it'll it'll be. Nobody is going to take a point of exhaustion because we are that good at this. <laughs> absolutely not true. <laughs> so I absolutely fail that check. Rage and hatred for his life. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, fueled by like coffee one. and uh, anger. <laughs> the only susten sustenance he needs. Before yep. everyone turns in, everything's winding down. Let's say it's like five or six in the evening. Everyone's going to go to their usual places of rest and get some food. But just as everyone starts to disperse, there is one last person who walks into the office. There's a, a tall and fairly handsome half-elf man uh, he's got a large, fresh pink scar going from his jaw down to below his shirt. And he's carrying one of the flyers that Joyce had set out the day before. And he's looking down, and he looks really sad. Uh, who... Let me move back to the office for myself. Uh, who? Who is where? Is anyone in the reception area? I imagine uh, Joyce, like uh, Joyce was covering that. Yes. No, we were all in the main office area. Yeah, you were all in the main office area, and you had kind of just, like, broken for the day around this yeah. time. Kind of working. So we'd probably we'd probably be all probably around, like, if it's around supper time. Okay, so... Because Liam makes food for people. Oh, Liam is, is cooking in the kitchen, so everyone's in the main area. Yeah. So, yeah. in that case, uh, he will walk into the main area with Joyce. And I think I forgot to make... Yeah, I forgot to grab art for this character. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no, I didn't. Um, this is the guy. And I'm not sure if you remember our conversation there, Ian. Yeah, see, I was thinking that. <laughs> I was like, I, I remember the scar. I'm like, is that the scar that we were talking about? So I've been, like, furiously searching for my backstory. <laughs> see if it's him. Well, you are absolutely But I right. guess you answered that question. It is. All right. So walking in... Um, with Joyce, Joyce walks in, and Joyce, for once, actually, her her the expression on her face is not pure hard ass. For once, it's a it's a bit soft, because she mm -hmm. can see the way this guy looks. And walking into the main office area, he's looking down at the flyer, looking kind of sad. And he looks up at Liam, and he just freezes. And Liam, of course, recognizes this man as Zill, the head of the circus he grew up in. Thank you. <laughs> you forgot his name? Uh, yes. That's what I was seriously searching for. Uh, Zill is short for uh, Zildithius, I think. Zilladin? No, it's not Zilladin. It's Zildithius. Because I was not prepared for that. Zildithius. We, everyone calls him Zill, because Zildithius yes, is, is verbose. So mm -hmm. he, he walks in, he looks up, and he makes eye contact with Liam, and he, he just stares for a moment. And the first thing he says is, is Jamie okay? Um, what would we, so would this be like right in the middle of making supper? Uh, Yeah, around that time. So so Liam's okay. in the kitchen and- Yeah, it's so you probably wouldn't see him walk in. He'd probably hear something. Yeah, and, and he wouldn't respond until the two made eye contact, but he is okay. frozen because he did not expect to find anything here. Um, I feel like Liam would be doing a similar thing, uh, cause he wouldn't expect anybody to 
have survived. And, and uh, so, so is he like deer in the headlights when he asks? For a couple of seconds. Um, and, and in that pause, he's, he starts to slowly, like unsure, walk towards Liam. Yeah, I'm eight. Uh, oh man, shock. Uh, um, if this pause gets too long, yeah. Zill starts to look really scared, like you're about to tell him that you lost Jamie. Yeah. Um, I think after a really long pause like this, Liam would snap out of it and say, yeah, yeah, Jamie, Jamie survived. Um, and, and then with that, he lets a tear go and he says, I'll thank the cuts. And he starts to like sob a little bit and he starts, he's, that has given him permission to walk up to J, uh, Liam and, oh, oh, Liam is totally gonna, <laughs> I, I don't think he would make it. I think uh, he'd get close to the counter and Liam would literally just hop the counter and and give him a hug back. A huge, huge bear hug. Oh, yeah. Uh, not, I don't think, I don't think he's crying, per se. Um, uh, to but, you, Zill looks haggard. He's had a rough, I would say, it's been a month and a half. Or ish or yeah something. so he looks haggard he he's tired he's worn out the scar on his face is still fresh and pink and he is he's had a rough go of it and the relief of seeing you and learning that jamie is okay is is overwhelming to him right now so he's just yeah. holding on to his you know adopted sons for dear life yeah um i I honestly think after like maybe 10 seconds or so, Liam would just start crying. Just kind of like seeing still this happening and it's just kind of like hitting, everything hitting him all at once. Kind of like, oh, he's here. Oh yeah, everybody's gone. Uh, I imagine up until this point, Liam had been so focused on taking care of Jamie that that had like staved all of this processing off for the last month and a half? Yeah. Uh, yes. And now seeing Zill alive just reminded him and it all comes crashing back. So yeah. the two of them probably hug and cry for a minute or so. And, and mm-hmm. Zill will finally pull himself together and say, where Where do you live? I I need to go. We need to go see Jamie. Where, what's going on? How, how have you been? How'd you get um, here? Mom, mom told us to run and... When when she said run, that's that's what I had to do. We didn't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't say no. I couldn't stop. I think I think she used to spell. Did did you run across the wastes? Yeah, we did. And well, I thought that was impossible. I I, I went south to to Okinawa call, and and no one had heard of you. So I went back north, and no one had heard of you there either. So this was my next guess of where you could have gone, yeah. but I, I, was, I, I, I I'll, I'll tell you, I, I, I was beginning to lose hope because I didn't think it was possible that a couple of kids could, you know, run across the wastes with whatever you had on your back. That was, mm-hmm. that's it was, we almost, Jamie almost didn't make it. And, but... and he looks around. So what is this place? What are you doing here? Oh, uh, I'm working. I'm helping people. We're helping people. We've helped people. Eh, 
At that, Jeremy jumps in. Yes! Yes, we've got lots of people! It's what we do! It's debatable. <laughs> hey! We have lots of people. Then uh, oh, yeah. uh, Umbrin will will walk up behind Zill and, and put a friendly hand on his shoulder. Yeah, the boys came to me after their journey, and they were not in good shape. I I brought them in and helped take care of them. And in response, Zill just turns around and sweeps this guy up in a big bear hug in thanks. And Liam remembers Zill's not like a particularly physical or huggy person, but this whole thing is just so much for him <laughs> this is a bit out of character for him but and umbrin does that grunt thing when you get a really strong unexpected bear hug and you hear some pops of his back and he lets him go and it and Zil goes oh oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i just thank you thank you and umbrin puts up a, a placating hand it's it's okay it's okay I'm, i was happy to help i'm i'm glad you two were reunited are you his father and Zil shakes his head no i was I was the head of the circus they grew up in. I knew their parents, though. We're all, we were all family there. And Umbrid nods. He he recognizes that there's a story there, but as his policy is to not press about dark backstory, so he just takes a seat and he's happy to listen if anyone's willing to offer. But Zill does not. He turns back to Liam and says, "So we need to go see Jamie. Where is he?" He's at this point. He's probably headed home from from work. So you have a place? You doing all right then? It's a place. Did anybody else survive? And he puts his head down, shakes his head. Not as far as I can tell. I, I looked through the wreckage. Do you know what attacked us in the middle of the wastes? Um, as soon as Zill says no, I think Liam's gonna lose. He's just gonna, he's just gonna collapse to the floor, like onto his knees. And Zill will, will kneel with Liam and comfort him some more. And J- Jeremy will also come up and, and hug him. <laughs> oh. And he, he pats Liam on the head like he's comforting a dog or a child. But he doesn't say anything. He understands. Hamish will wander in from um, uh, from the office at this point and see the big hug pile happening and walk over and join in, <laughs> having no idea what's going on. <laughs> Well, now Jacoba's the one out. <laughs> yep. Jacoba is fine being the uh, odd man out. <laughs> yeah, so are Umbrin and Joyce. But mm-hmm. if Jacoba looks over at Joyce, she actually has a little smile on her face, which you don't see very mm-hmm. often on her. And Hamish will sort of lean over towards Jeremy and whisper, Why are we hugging? Jeremy says, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, okay. But he's very sad. We have to be nice. And this is all like right next to Liam's head, so <laughs> yeah, sort <laughs> everything. Oh no, uh, Liam probably not hearing it. He's just too distraught. So, yeah. After uh, Zill will definitely stay for as long as it takes for mm-hmm. Liam to uh, like get back together a little bit. After a few yeah. minutes, uh, Jeremy will will get up and like actually watch over the food. That Liam was making, he's stirring mm-hmm. it up. I don't know what was what was Liam making, by the way. Um, probably nothing special. Let's see. Probably a simple stew or something. Yeah, let's go with that. All right. So, so Jeremy will sensing that the moment had passed between them. He's 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 stirring it and making sure it doesn't burn. That's good. 
Yeah, um, I think Liam never really, never really sunk in um, that his family was gone. And so I think he'd be crying for a good long time. Yeah, um, after a while, Zill will be like, come on, yeah. let's go home. And it'll kind of pick him up and have Liam yeah. point him in the direction of his house. Yeah, he'll, he'll lead him. Okay, so... It'll take several minutes to walk basically across town because you're, mm -hmm. you're on the western half of Fairbay and your house is in the far east side of Fairbay. So as as you're walking along, uh, Zill will continue to hold Liam and make sure that he's okay. Mm -hmm. And um, he, as he's going along, he's like, Liam, I need to tell you something. Liam will just look up at him. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you noticed that in the last several years, the circus hasn't been doing well no i was i was saying that we our family was quite diverse and overwatch made that impossible do you know who the black hand is yes I, i've i've run into them <laughs> i guess you do take after me some oh well I mean. when the crowds got low i long time ago when i was young i used to work for her i got back in touch at first it was just a smuggling but it escalated to transporting slaves and I, I hated it hated myself but i told myself i had to to keep everyone fed keep everyone safe protect you and your brother told you guys we were just helping people travel from place to place i, I feel like you caught on i don't know how much jimmy knows though i kind of figured when you're having me forge documents that you're doing something. No, and, I didn't suspect. I didn't and, suspect slavery though. And he nods, looking, his jaws tight. That, that last trip, was, it it stank. Um, that the trip to Onokal was supposed to be the last one supposed to be out but i don't know i don't know what happened that i did not like that last slave he he was an orc and i know orcs are are, are bad news but he seemed so calm and confident and fine it's stank. i didn't think we were gonna get attacked you know who attacked us i know i never saw it werewolves slavery though look i i yeah. was only transporting for the black hand i hated i hated it i hated myself but we were set up. Werewolves attacked in the wastes. There's no werewolves in the wastes. It was, they were werewolves? Yeah, if, if we were traveling through the Divide, that'd be one thing, but it doesn't make any sense, and I don't know why, but you're, I felt like I needed to tell you. You're the only one left. I'd rather not, if Jamie doesn't know, I'd rather not tell him, you know, let him stay at least a little innocent, even after what happened. I mean, I know you two are grown, but come on. I don't know. I feel like Jamie deserves to know. If you want to tell him, I won't stop you. Not that you could. <laughs> so after all of this, you two will arrive at the loft that you two are in. And Zill and Jamie have a very similar tearful reunion that Zill and Liam had. And... Zill's extremely happy that you two at least survived. 
And he, he also tells Jamie that as far as he knows, no one else survived the attack. And Jamie takes it a little bit better than Liam did, but he's clearly just as upset. But his version of dealing with it is standing at attention, closing his jaw, and he just, he can't talk. And he, he just, he kind of freezes up, but he does. So he, Zill says that his mission is to find out what happened to the circus, why it happened. He assures you to, don't worry, he's not leaving but it's his mission to find out what happened. So, but at the same time, he finds your living conditions unacceptable and he was able to get some gold from the wreckage. So from his coin purse, he says, he, he nods and says, all right, you two, come on, let's go find a place. And even on short notice with enough gold, he does find you guys a decent place. Um, let's just pick a spot on the map here. Um, let's call it right here. It's right next to the mm -hmm. admin district. It's by the smoker's corner where all the teenagers hang out. But excellent. it's not in the warehouse district. So mm. you're, yeah, you're not pirating a, a loft. You're no longer squatters, guys. <laughs> exactly. So he gets you guys a, a, even a short notice, he gets you a little place. It's got like three rooms and it's, it's cozy. And you guys spend the night there. So fast forwarding to the next morning. You guys are planning to leave for the woods, which are called, going back to the theory map, I don't remember what the hell they're called. High Mantle Forest. Yes. Yes. That place. <laughs> no, it's not that place. It's a different forest. Oh, that's where you left the zombies. So leaving yeah, for the no, High Mantle Forest. <laughs> I was just being, I was just being combative. All right. So. Back in the main office, you guys are coming up with a game plan. What are you guys, what's your plan? Or are you just guys just planning on leaving really early in the morning? Well, Hamish has packed a great deal of wet weather gear. <laughs> Remember the last trip? Oh yeah, that's right. I need to roll for another hurricane, don't I? Uh, well, you, you rolled for the last one, didn't you? So. Oh, someone else gets to roll up a hurricane. Exactly, don't roll a one. <laughs> so Hamish has packed a lot of wet weather gear just in case of more late summer, early fall rains. And a collection of bells. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair, just in case. Mm-hmm. So are you guys planning on strategizing at all, or are you guys just gonna leave at the crack of dawn? I think we can strategize on the road, you know. It's a long walk, Hamish is expecting it to take several days. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna touch base with Umbrin at all? Uh, Hamish will stick his head around the door of the office and say, Umbrin, um, we're headed out of town for a few days. Uh, we're going to go and uh, find the the zombies that are, uh, well, the bells and the zombies and the, the you know, the, you saw that, you know what, you know. Well, yeah, but do you have any plan for the circle? Uh, oh, yes, we do need to look at the circle. Uh, and uh, I've got my notebook here. I'm going to draw a better picture of it this time because the last one wasn't very good. Uh, so I've packed these as well. And he'll take out a few handbells and ring them in different tones, um, you know, to see if we can uh, attract the ringing zombies. Uh, okay. Do you have any plan for the circle? Uh, what would you like us to do with it other than examine it? Well, um, I learned recently that there's a full-fledged Umanura wizard in town. You could probably take him along. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, I might even know him. I spent some time in Umanura. 
Uh, they don't like me very much there. Actually, that would be interesting to learn. Uh, mm, let's just roll a flat d20 and see if you two have uh, interacted. Okay. I think the odds are kind of low. 11? No. Okay, yeah. so Umbrin says that the the wizard in town is named Lester Herpman. And where's he staying? Um, I was planning on calling him over, but you guys are packed up and ready to go so early. Well, I suppose we don't have to leave any particular time. We could, you know, Jacova's got his friend in town. Maybe he wants to go and have breakfast with her. Uh, Umbrin uh, cringes a little bit at that, going, uh, <laughs> like that kind of face. Uh, no, I, I think it was pretty clear he did not want to speak to his friend right now, so... Come on. And he stands up and says, all right, if you guys are ready to go so early, let's let's walk over to his house. All right. And and Hamish will jangle across the room because he hasn't secured these bells. So are they just all in a loop around his belt? Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he's got like, how many does he have? Uh, Seven. Ranging from like a large cowbell down to a tiny little like sort of whatever he could scrounge. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> All right, so he has a whole bunch of bells. He's jangling very loudly. So, leaving the DNR space, um, looking at the Fairbay map, uh, Lester's only a couple blocks down the road, and he's down over here. Okay. And I assume everyone's parked like in the main roadway, right outside the DNR office, like ready to go. Yes. Yeah, sure. I would say Jacoba's on the uh, exit out of town, just like sitting there waiting for people because he got up extra early. J- just to be super extra sure. <laughs> yep. He's just sitting there and waiting for people to show up. <laughs> oh, crap. I didn't upload this either. Ugh, so terrible. I got I got the art. I just didn't upload it. The art for what? Lester. Oh. I did not commission this, but I found some pretty appropriate art. <laughs> oh, that's way too large. But there he is. Oh, he's a very tall man. <laughs> he's not that tall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so walking down two blocks with Umbrin, uh, Ham- Hamish and Umbrin, and whoever else is there. I assume Liam and Jeremy. Yes. Jacoba said he's just waiting way up north. <laughs> yep. All right, so all, all of you walk over to. Lester's house and Umbrin knocks on his door and Lester let me get over back to my notes Lester is a 5 foot 10 skinny man wearing spectacles and dressed in clean grey robes with a stereotypical wide brimmed wizard hat and and um and he's, he's kind of lanky when he opens the door he, he appears kind of groggy and he adjusts his glasses and goes Umbrin Wait, you have any idea what time it is? It's early. And Umbrin looks at Hamish and says, Yeah, that. What do you want? Umbrin says, uh, th- These are the people I was telling you about. They were going to go check out the magic circle today? You didn't say it was going to be this early. Umbrin, well, you know, it's quite a long journey. Uh, and very wet. I'd, I'd, I'd pack some wet weather gear if I was you. <laughs> oh, Lester looks- Hamish has like a full bib and hauling jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Lester looks at at Hamish. Eh, it's okay. I packed early, and he turns around and grabs his pack and steps out. And he yawns. I wasn't planning on leaving this early, but okay. 
let's take you to this magic circle. He he waves his hand dismissively as if he doesn't really believe you. I can use some fresh air. <clears throat> and he's, he, he gestures for Hamish to lead the way, and he tips his hat at Umber, and Umber nods back. All right, and Hamish will look over at Liam and Jacova and say, which way is it? Uh, Jacova's not there, but <laughs> Liam and Jeremy. Oh, Liam and Jeremy. Okay. Which way is it? He'll look to Jeremy, actually, because that's where they found Jeremy, so he must know where it is. Uh, Jeremy says, oh, it's that way. And he walks back the way you came, which is south, the exact opposite direction. Wait, Jacova's not with us? No, he, he said he was waiting at the main road going out. <laughs> ah, okay. he just wants to be far away. So, Hamish, I'm sure, knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, he, he knew he had left extra, extra early. <clears throat> Jacova's waiting for you. All right, well. rock. He's sitting yeah. on the rock. <laughs> Hamish is Hamish is gonna follow Jeremy. Jeremy is the guide. Uh, well, Jeremy's walking the wrong way. So, assuming Liam doesn't interrupt him, Jeremy will take a long roundabout route. Uh, let me draw it for you on the map. Um, Liam. Oh boy. I don't think he'd really say something at this point. So he. Um, He's been unusually quiet all day, for the record. Um, but he is going to. Uh, he. <laughs> oh god, that is quite a route. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy. He would probably follow him until uh, Jeremy starts heading south towards the plaza, and then like just drive him into Jeremy in the right direction. Okay, so for the oh, listeners no. at home. <laughs> on the fairway map, he had walked back the way they came down the alleyway, which was south, and getting walking towards the main plaza or the town square, he should have taken a left to get to the main road that leads north towards the high mantle forest, but he took a right, and if uninterrupted, he would have rounded the entire block to get back to the correct direction. But what, rounded the block plus another one. Yes. <laughs> he, would, he would have gone round and round. He would have eventually gotten to the right spot, but he, he would have taken the most roundabout way ever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So Liam uh, corrects a couple turns to get there quicker. You all meet up at the main road on the north side of town. Jacoba's there, I assume, tapping his foot kind of impatient. Yeah. Like, come on, <laughs> let's get the hell out of here. There are places that I need to not be right now. Yeah, anywhere but here is fine. Exactly. <laughs> and so all of you, including uh, Mr. Lester, travel north, going to the World Faria map. As we've established, it should be a day and a half journey from Fair Bay to the High Mantle Forest. However, someone needs to roll for conditions to see if you get faster or slower. So, who hasn't rolled for this? Uh, I don't know. I know. Yeah, I don't remember. Let's have, <laughs> let's have Rob roll for the way there, and we'll have CJ roll for the way back. Yeah. Apparently, our DM wants us to be a quicker trip. Hey! 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 Exactly. Not a one. Last time. All right. So, uh, Rob rolled an 18 for everyone at home. This is a nice day. It's If it was a 20, it probably would have been, you know, one of the last hot summer days of the year but it's it's pleasantly warm a little sweaty for hiking especially with all the extra weight that everyone's carrying but it you managed to get there in a day and a half so uh as you get closer and closer you do notice in the plains outside of the high mantle forest there are some bodies walking around that it does not take long to recognize is at least one of the zombies that you tied bells to wandering aimlessly not quickly um but i believe it was silverware 
and other various cooking implements. Yes, you tore apart a mesquite. Um, yeah. You tore apart a mesquite to get there, but it makes a jangling sound, so it works as good mm-hmm. as a bell. <laughs> yep. So, <clears throat> you do recognize it. Uh, everyone roll perception for me. Ooh, 20 for Jacoba, 11 for Hamish. Uh, let me roll for Jeremy, because I always forget to roll for Jeremy. There we go. And this is why you never roll. This is why I never roll. Wow, Jeremy got an 18 with a minus one to perception. <laughs> Damn. Jeremy knows where his minions are. <clears throat> Absolutely, yeah. He recognizes his minions immediately. So, Jacoba and Jeremy can see very clearly that right inside the edge of the forest line, there are more, there's more movement in there. The zombie out in the open is the only one that's obvious. It's probably the one that the merchant was talking about and he kind of wandered his way back towards the forest away from the road. But there's far more activity in the forest than you remember. And as you approach the zombie, Lester gets more and more nervous at you just walking up to a zombie. And none of you seem to be reacting to this at all. <laughs> and Jeremy this whole time was wearing his mask and gloves and stuff. So, <laughs> was wondering about that. Lester does not know that Jeremy is a skeleton. Because, <laughs> you know, he's out in public, right? So, so Lester didn't think too much of Jeremy. People are weird sometimes. But at, at the point that you get, like, say, within, you know, throwing distance of the zombie, Lester will actually stop whoever's in the lead and saying, um, aren't you going to do anything about that? Yes, we're collecting him. What? What? Why? Shouldn't you like um? I don't know. Kill it. I mean, it's dead, but shoot it well, He's one of Jeremy's minions, and I don't think he'd appreciate us killing his minions. And Jeremy nods along with that. Mm-hmm. And Lester looks over at Jeremy. Are you a necromancer? He says with some venom. <laughs> and Jeremy shakes his head. No, no, no. I'm a general. Uh huh. Looks over at the zombie. He, at this point, he's. He's going to play it quiet for now. He's going to see what happens. And Hamish will look over to him and say, no, no, Jeremy doesn't use magic. That That's me. I use magic. To raise the dead? No, I've never managed to do that. Well, I've never tried to do that. Maybe I could. No, I no, didn't no, no, know no. I could shoot no. lightning out of my fingers until the other day, so. Okay. No. No. No necromancy at all. That's bad. We really should take care of this. This is bad news. Don't know why the zombies you know, are attacking us. That's what they said about fireballs in the library last time I was in Umaniro. And uh, is there anything you're allowed to do up there? Uh, Lester smacks his forehead. That was you. Whoa. No, I just overheard someone talking about it. <laughs> Roll deception. <laughs> <laughs> 15. Actually, that's not a bad deception. Let me just roll a insight. Oh, he crit his <laughs> No, he... Hamish's he 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 picture is plastered everywhere in that library. Absolutely. <laughs> For a good couple days, everyone knew who Hamish was. Yeah. <laughs> Lester says, No, I've seen your face before. You were the one who burned down that library. Don't... Well, it, in fairness... It wasn't my fault that they put a teleportation mage in the same room as me when I was experimenting with fire. I didn't know. You should not be experimenting with fire in a library. His face, Gentlemen. He, his face gets all beat red. <laughs> well, Gentlemen. I didn't burn down the library I was in. 
That doesn't make it better! No, that's what they said when they kicked me out of the city. Yeah, and, and rightly so. He's wagging his finger at you. And, and keep in mind, this guy appears to be maybe in his early 30s, but he's acting like a grumpy old man right now. Like, how dare you, young man? <laughs> and, and, and Hamish will kind of lower his head a little bit and, and start picking at loose skin on his arm and in <laughs> and, and shame. And, and he'll grimace at that. Ugh. I don't know who you people are, but this. Let's just take care of the circle and get out of here. This is ugh, horrible. And he starts to march forward and has somewhat acclimated to the existence of this zombie. Uh, so, question, Ken. Yes. Uh, uh, were we sent... What were we sent to... What was the specific wording for our mission with the zombies? We were just supposed to get rid of them, right? Uh, it said take care of it. Take uh, care of it. Okay. Uh, let me see. Uh, from a concerned citizen from the north... Or not, not that one. Um, traveling merchant. The high metal forest has been making jingling sounds. I saw what I believe to be an undead near the road. It is very unsafe for travelers. Please take care of this. The mayor and the citizens' brigade did not take me seriously. I will pay DNR 100 gold to take care of this problem. All right. So the the, um, the main concern that the the person had was that there are dangers on the road. All right. Um. Liam's gonna look over at Jeremy and ask uh, how attached he is to his zombie minions. And Jeremy was, of course, very offended at the very notion of you taking care of his minions. <laughs> what? No, I am very attached to all of my minions, including you, right? So if you dare lay a hand on a subordinate of equal or greater rank than you, then you shall be punished severely. How so? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. You'll be thrown in prison for a while. Or a fee? Uh, I don't remember the exact rules. I'm sure there was something to that effect. Well, there's a risk I'm going to take. <laughs> so are you going to are you, attack the zombie? Are you a... <laughs> Jacobus going to say that and then just start walking to the zombie and see if anyone stops him. Uh, Jeremy sure. will definitely try to stop him. He will leap upon his back and start screaming, No! <laughs> you must obey my orders, Junior Private! That's right. I thought it was below Junior Private. Well, you've only been demoted once. You were a private, you got demoted. Ah. <laughs> Wait, I think Liam got promoted. Uh, no, he said you might be in line for a promotion. Oh, might be in line for a promotion. Yeah. Make it Boy Scout and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... You might get promoted to senior private. There's no other ranks. <laughs> Excellent. Hamish is going to start ringing his here. bells to see if the zombie will like come to him. Um, I don't know. Roll animal handling. <laughs> In the absence of anything vaguely resembling a zombie handling skill, right? <laughs> Seventeen, sure. Yeah. Uh, when you ring the bell, you pick one that's got like a nice high, sharp tone. That sounds better than the vague metal clanging that it had been hurting. So it's a new sound. It quickly snaps its head and staring like a puppy at the at the bell. What is Hamish doing with its attention? Uh, he's going to just like walk a few steps off down the road and ring it again and see if he'll follow. Uh, it does start to follow, yes. Excellent. So that's what the Hamish is going to do, is he's going to head towards the tree line where all the movement is, ringing the bell every few steps. And it will start to follow. 
what is Chakova's course of action from here? To follow the Pied Piper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess now that's his plan. Yeah, uh, sure. See, see where he goes. Okay. Yeah, um, make sure Hamish isn't in the way, so you can't accidentally kill him again. So, as you enter the High Mantle Forests, your previous suspicions are confirmed. The activity level here is much higher than it was before. It, there are all kinds of zombies and skeletons of various other animals besides humanoids. There's snakes and rabbits and even a few badgers. And none of them are aggressive. No, zombie badgers. Crap. <laughs> or skeletal badgers, too. Um... <laughs> Uh, and Hamish will turn to Jeremy and say, are these all yours? Uh, Jeremy says, oh, I suppose by default, yes, but I didn't make them. Oh, Ooh, maybe it's the magic circle. We're going to need a bigger bell. <laughs> and Lester says, Lester is very uncomfortable by all of this. Every step, every broken twig, every shuffle, he flinches and points a finger at them threateningly. Like he's going to try and throw some magic at them. And in response to the mention of the circle, he says, yes, yes, of course. Uh, most definitely the circle. But what? what? We need to get there quickly. This I don't like this at all. Mm -mm. Hamish is looking slightly confused and, and he'll turn to the rest of the group and say, I know that the merchants wanted us to take care of the zombies, but what about the skeletons? Don't think they knew about the skeletons, Hamish. Oh, how do you take care of a zombie anyway? What do they eat? How often? Uh, people, uh, <laughs> and, and very frequently. Well, that's not good. We can't feed them people. Uh, well, unless they're willing to be fed to them, but that doesn't sound right. Jeremy shrugs. I've got some of the green. <laughs> uh, and do skeletons eat? Jeremy, do you eat? Uh, no, not much. And at that, Lester slowly turns to Jeremy. What? Is Jeremy still on my back? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Am I just giving him a piggyback around at this point? I, I was going to say that he had let go, but since I didn't say that, I like the idea that he forgot to let go. <laughs> but he was just so dealing little. with it. Well, he weighs so little yeah. <laughs> that overall he's really not that much of a burden. <laughs> but Even uh, better, I like to imagine Jacoba forgot he was there too. <laughs> <laughs> so when Hamish says Jer uh, do skeletons eat Jeremy do you eat Lester looks slowly at Jeremy and says what did he just say and Jeremy says yes if I eat no no <laughs> no, no, no the part before that um skeletons I don't know if they eat or not yeah well obviously but the two parts together are you a skeleton Jeremy goes again every time he gets reminded he snaps his finger right yes Yes, I am. Oh, Jeremy. <laughs> and Lester flinches at that and points a finger at Jeremy. Ah! Hey, I'm here too. Don't ah. forget. Hey, how? How? Skeletons aren't supposed to talk. They shouldn't. How? Who are you? Well, that's what we thought. But, you know, since we met Jeremy, well, he only stops talking when he sleeps. So clearly we were wrong. That's why we need help with the circle. It, Lester is now looking like he's close, slowly inching closer to panic. He's surrounded by undead. There's now a sentient undead that shouldn't exist. He's, he's not okay. It's okay, 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 okay. 
Let's go take care of this quickly. Um, Double time. Or whatever you you adventurers say. Jacoba's just gonna walk by and pat him on the back and say, all right, let's go. Uh, when you pat him on the back, he flinches. Exactly. Ah. <laughs> uh, again, he's, he's pointing fingers at various nearby undead, ready to shoot off something when they get too close. But none of them make any hostile moves towards you, and Rob, roll me another animal handling to get me a sense of uh, how many undead you drag along as you're ringing the bell. 16. Pretty good. <laughs> so not 100%, but pretty much all of them that are within a few feet of you, you keep dragging along. And the crowd gathering around you as you work your way towards the clearing gets larger and larger. And you see probably every kind of creature that lives in the forest represented in the undead horde following you right now and subtly jeremy is quite happy about this situation this is the undead horde he always wanted he doesn't really care how he got there <laughs> so let's move back to the Amy starts to wonder if this bell actually has some magical properties because it's working much better than he anticipated <laughs> he makes a little note in his journal out. about taking a closer look at his bell later on. Absolutely. So That looks very different. Look, it's the old Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, the, it is. Now it's just a, a regular skeleton. So I have a variety of, of tokens here. The, is that a fish? It sure is. That is a fish. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so a quick refresher on the clearing. I'll, I'll describe it a little bit better this time. Uh, here in the High Mantle Forest. There's a small clearing with uh, what used there used to be a bunch of short grass throughout covering this whole um, this whole area and it was spotted with occasional flowers. But since your last time being here, the ground has gotten really well worn. The the foot traffic has clearly mashed all of the the grass into mud, except for within the circle itself, where clearly foot traffic is not very heavy and there's still um, grass inside of the edge. Uh, Near the edge of the clearing is said magic circle. It's about 10 feet in diameter, and the symbols are scorched into the ground, and they uh, they appeared to be burned into grass, but and they couldn't be uh, scuffed away, but now they're... The, the places where the circle are is a little bit muddier than um, than, the, than it was before. Don't know why I and uh, that. having specifically memorized the previous circle to compare the two, are they the same symbols as were in the warehouse? Um, no, there are quite a few differences. The shapes are oh, really okay. the same. There are some symbols in con in uh, in common, but they don't have. There are many differences. So Hamish will, will nod his head and say, "See, completely different symbols, completely different circle. I don't think there's a connection." <laughs> Uh, upon seeing the circle, Lester will approach it nervously. Again, the clearing has a handful of undead, and on the edge of the clearing, there's your whole horde. In here, there's a snake skeleton. There's three humanoid skeletons. There's a fish skeleton just flopping around. <laughs> and there's some four-legged creature skeleton. It's, it, it's getting a little crowded. But Lester kind of tiptoes away his, round, his way around all of these creatures. And he starts are to. Any of them, are any of them showing any signs of aggression? Of what? Aggression? No, they're they're okay. before just wandering aimlessly, slowly. The fish is flopping around on the ground where it was. The snake is slithering <laughs> around. 
<laughs> CJ finds the idea of a floppy fish skeleton hilarious. <laughs> Can we try and feed the fish skeleton to the snake skeleton to see what happens? Uh, you are welcome to run that experiment in the background. Okay. <laughs> Jacoba is gonna drop Jeremy off. Sorry, what? I was coughing. Jacoba is gonna drop Jeremy off and then go up to uh, Lester and look at the circle more. Yeah, Liam's gonna head over there as well. So Lester approaches the circle nervously, flinching at every bit of movement by the nearby undead. And he, as he's walking over there, he's constantly looking over his shoulder. But he leans over the circle, and his once pristine robe has now been a, a little bit dirtied by the days of travel, and now the mud he's walking in. He pushes his glasses up his nose, and he starts to read all of the symbols. And as he's looking over it, he ha- he makes occasional hmm and ah sounds, and those precede occasional scribbles in his notebook. And it only takes him about three or four minutes to come to a conclusion. And he turns back to the party. Upon careful investigation, and he pushes up his glasses again, I have discovered the purpose and flaw in this circle. Pointing at the various symbols and giving their proper scientific names, which anyone can roll Arcana to see if you follow along with all of his jargon. Uh... 13 from Hamish? Nah, you don't. <laughs> 12, 14. Nope. nope. <laughs> no one knows what the hell he's talking about. Uh, let me Jacoba's eyes are drifting apart. He's starting to drool. Nope, Jeremy doesn't know either. So, yeah, pretty much. He, he's, like, throwing around all kinds of technical jargon. Uh, he quickly recognizes that none of you are following along, so he dumps it down and goes, ah, mm, yes. <coughs> mm. Uh, these symbols are supposed to be drawn in a specific spiral pattern, but some of them are in the wrong order. In particular, this symbol here roughly translates to return, but it got put at the end, which leaves out an important qualifier. So what I think was supposed to spell return to life complete and well, instead turned into live complete and return. It brought things back, but kind of left out the important bit that they need to come back whole. So they they did live complete, because, you know, they died. They completed their lives. But they didn't get brought back complete. So that kind of explains your uh, friend over there. So what is it? Sorry. What does it actually say? Oh, uh, it was supposed to say return to life complete and well. Yeah, got that. But it now says live complete and return. Hmm. So it's not so much necromancy as poorly executed resurrection. Exactly, and he points at Hamish. You get it. It was supposed to be resurrection, near as I can tell, but it didn't go well. And I don't know why you would get the symbols backwards. That would... Unless they were on purpose. Uh, normally, if you screw something up like that, it would just not work. I don't think anyone would try to do that on purpose. Nah. I think this was an accident. Someone otherwise very capable messed up in some way. That's good enough. Hamish is going to be thinking this over and stroking his beard and he's going to make a connection and go, oh, 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 do you think that whoever lost their pet badger wanted to try and bring it back and they did, maybe this was a test and oh, I don't know, but I think there's a connection after all. And Lester waves a hand dismissively at that. 
No, I, I heard about Spot. I don't think these are connected. If they wanted to bring him back, they probably would have put the circle in the graveyard. But we still have to check and see if there was a circle in the graveyard. Well, yes, you could look there. But I don't think there is one there. Oh, all right. Uh, is this circle causing all the zombies that we see around here? Almost certainly, yes. If we get rid of the circle, what will happen to them? Um, that's difficult to say. If this was a resurrection circle, the resurrection's already complete, and they would stay alive. Uh, I guess similar thing would happen here. All of these creatures would stay in their undeath state, but no more would rise. I think this thing's leaking energy. It's unstable. It, as it keeps existing, it keeps gathering more power, and it keeps getting all screwy. And Hamish starts edging away from it a little <laughs> bit. It's like, so if we get too close, might we come back as skeletons once we've lived our complete lives? I mean, if you die here, probably. But so don't die here. Oh, don't die here. Okay. Can it be destroyed? Um, Something like this has a ton of energy in it. It cannot be destroyed. It would need to be, um, and he uses air quotes, unraveled is the best way to describe it. We're getting into some advanced arcana theory here. So it's like unweaving a shirt instead of tearing it. If the shirt you tear explodes when you tear it. What would happen if you teleported a fireball into the middle of it? It would probably do nothing. Uh, destroying a magic circle of this power would be very, very difficult. We'd have to unravel it, and because it's all twisted, unraveling it would take a very long time. So I, there's no point in sending for that teleportation major room in Euro then. Uh, okay, it doesn't matter. I don't know what happened to the library in the first place. So. <laughs> I don't think that mage would ever respond to your correspondence. And Hamish hangs his head a little bit again and starts picking at the skin on his arm. Okay, I, I have enough supplies with me. I think I can temporarily stop it from linking until we figure out how to take it apart. Well, I figure it out. I don't think you guys would be very helpful. Um, so what about the one in the warehouse? Should we look at that one too? There's another one? Yeah, back in town. There was one and there was a big dirt monster and it was in a warehouse and it tried to kill us, but it failed. And he smacks his forehead. That would have been so much easier if we started with that one. Now we have to walk all the way back. We have to walk all the way back anyways. Yes, but it would have been a better use of my time. Oh, oh but yeah, but then we couldn't have taken care of all these and Hamish will motion to the skeleton army behind them. Yes, speaking of, when you stop ringing that bell, will that keep them from wandering towards the road. Uh, oh, here's an idea. If we hang this bell from a tree so that it'll like ring from time to time, that might keep them all here. Do you have any guarantee that would hold their attention forever? Well, it's worked so far. I mean, uh, this is not forever. I don't think, I, I don't have high confidence in that plan. I can stop uh. this from leaking. You guys, you guys figure out how to deal with that. And he gestures to the horde behind Hamish. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, what are we doing with this horde? Uh, Jeremy scratches his chin at that. He goes, um, rank and file. All right. Um, are they all privates? Yes, all of them. 
They're new recruits. You always start a private. Right. So that would mean that as the senior private, that Liam's in charge after training. Um, well, Liam hasn't been promoted yet, but that's a great idea. Oh, that's right. But that's a great idea. And Jeremy walks over to Liam and uses like a hand knife to knight him and says, you are now promoted to senior private. Um, oh, okay. You're um, now commanding officer. Mazel tov. I... <laughs> great. <laughs> oh god so Liam goes or not Liam uh, Jeremy I don't know why I don't have Jeremy on this map here he's part of the party come on there we go okay so uh, Jeremy turns around to the army and he says attention and none and of them, none of them pay attention yeah <laughs> so Hamish will ring the bell and, and they all shuffle a bit closer and some of them start to some of them are close enough to start like pawing gently at the bell making it ring some more. Hey, Michel, hand the bell to Liam and say, well, you're in charge. You probably need this more than me. <laughs> that is what I was thinking. Uh, Liam's going to take the bell. Which bell is it, by the way? Uh, I think it was the little so dinner bell thing. That's exactly what I was All picturing. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, so Liam's going to ring it louder. Is that going to get the attention of more people? Uh, roll animal handling. Excellent. <laughs> It is not going to work at all. <laughs> You're going to crit. Handling 15. Fifteen's yeah, actually, actually pretty good. So you, yeah, you manage yeah. to you don't get the attention of too many more other than the ones that are already in the clearing. So now, mm -hmm. the, so now the the snake and the other skeletons and the four legged creature you don't recognize it, and the fish does not make its way towards you because it can't. But <laughs> it is trying its darndest, yeah. and that's what's important. It's now oriented, pointed towards you. <laughs> so all right so they all shuffle towards liam slowly and they're kind of jostling hamish because he's in the way he'll move out of the way he'll go and stand next to liam as his like deputy all right hmm. uh Liam's... are they when they get next to liam what are they doing um they're they're just looking at the bell and slowly pawing at it. Whatever, whatever is making noise. Um, okay. What, all right. What do I got to work with here? I have a bell. There are places to hang it, but we need some way for that bell to make noise. Hmm. <laughs> oh no! One of them, yeah, yes, one of them spelled that. Uh, Liam's going. Liam's going to get a moment of inspiration, um, and I'm going to roll an intelligence saving throw to see what I can. How impulsive is Liam? Nine. Um, fuck it. Uh, instead of grabbing the bells because I believe Hamish has them around his, attached to his belt. Yes, correct. Uh, Liam is going to snatch Hamish's belt entirely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> his pants immediately fall to his ankles. That's what I was checking, but no, they stay up. All right. <laughs> um, the belt was there so, for the bells. <laughs> yes, the belt was there for the bells. Um, and he is going to 
How far? We're not that far into the forest. Yeah, it's like a 10 or 15 minute hike into the forest. So it's All right. on the scale of the forest. It's really not that deep. How how many uh, undead did we see going from road to here? Uh, let me roll for that. All right. Uh, let's call it 3D. Okay. 20. A lot of them. And yeah. so they're just like, we're just seeing them. They're just here. And that's what Hamish was picking up. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there a is there a very tall tree nearby? Um, yeah, many of the trees are quite tall. All right. Liam is going to find the tallest tree nearby, and he's going to start uh, tying bells to the end of branches. So anytime that tree moves in the wind, the branches will move and the bells will ring. Okay. So the tallest tree nearby is the one right behind the circle, which is the same one Liam snuck up into (laughs) originally spy on Jeremy. (laughs) So he's climbed that exact tree before. memories in this place. Callbacks. It's all callbacks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is the clip show episode. So Liam absolutely can climb up on the tree. He doesn't need to roll anything. He can tie simple knots onto the ends of branches. And uh, that's that's not a bad idea. So the next time the wind picks up, it, it... the tree jingles quite a lot like a wind chime. Excellent. Yeah. And the zombie horde starts to swarm towards it. However, pretty much immediately you see one teeny issue and that is they start clawing at the tree. Oh. And at first it's not much. They're just removing a tiny piece of bark. But yeah. That, They're going to very quickly take the tree down. Yeah, much like what Jeremy was mentioning when you first met him. Just through sheer persistence, they can really get through a lot. All right. Uh, so and it's not going to be quick. It will take them a while. Like, you could guess many days to possibly weeks, but... That's not going to be it's not, not the solution we want. Yeah, it's not permanent. Um, can anybody transmute this tree into metal? Uh, I don't know if there, we have such spells. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's third edition. I no, third you could go from wood. You could go from wood to stone, and back in third. Yeah, that sounds right. I don't, yeah, I don't think we have such magic in fifth or in Theria. All right. All right. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, because we can't just run forever. Yes. We don't have any skittish grandies. Does anyone have the move Earth cantrip? No. Hmm. Hamish notices that no one is taken care of because he's still fixated on that, the fish skeleton. So he's going to go and pick it up and lay it on one of the lower branches of this tree. <laughs> There's now a wow, that is very kind of him. <laughs> Surprisingly, it's still in the tree. Okay. There's... So uh, as you guys are problem solving... Lester is in the middle of the circle with some implements. He's got a candle and a piece of wire and a bowl and a piece of wax. Mm. And the candle is lit and he's doing something. Okay. So really all we have to do is distract this horde until uh, Lester can do his thing and you guys can't hear me very well, can you? Because I'm really far away. I can hear you, but yeah, you're quiet. All right. I'm back. I'm leaning, not leaning back. Uh, so all we have to do is basically distract the sword until Lester can do his thing, um, where Jeremy's going to be mad at us, but we love him anyways, and we'll accept him, and he'll accept us. Yes. So... Yeah, that's kind of the best I got. Just let them kind of do their thing. 
So is everyone just going to let uh, see what develops next? They seem content for now. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they are content for the time being. So um, if everyone starts paying attention to Lester, he has bent a piece of wire around a candle to hold a bowl upside down over the flame and the candle is planted in the dirt in the middle of the circle in between the symbols. And the green grass grows all around all around? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So he he's taking some what appears to be like a stick of sealing wax and he's melting it gingerly over the top of the bowl and he pulls out a dagger and he starts to etch something into the wax on top of the bowl and then and he's on his knees as he's doing that. And he says, ha, there, that should work. And he goes to stand and he bonks his head on an invisible wall about <laughs> three feet off the ground. And he looks up and over and goes, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. This is bad. And he's starting to panic a bit. Guys. Lester, what'd you do? I, I sealed the circle, but I, I sealed it, sealed it. And I re- didn't realize it would make an impenetrable wall this small. And now I'm trapped. Um, right. That is not helpful. Hamish, you're the mage. Hamish will, um, well, first of all, he'll go over and tap on what he expects to find the wall on, or the, around the sides of the circle, too. Yeah, so in the diameter of the 10-foot circle, there appears to be a dome that in the middle, as you saw, would be about three feet high. It's not very tall. <laughs> And to touch, it feels, like, smooth and solid. Right. Liam's going to tap on it with his knuckles. Yeah. It doesn't spark. It doesn't shimmer or anything. Mm. To touch, it just appears to be that simple. uh, An invisible, solid wall. This calls for an arcana check from Hamish. 22. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, so you do know quite well that this is pretty much exactly what Lester described. It's a, it's a ceiling spell of some kind. It doesn't usually produce like a solid wall you can't pass through, but for the most part, this would prevent magic from leaking out. But you can probably deduce that because of the power of the circle involved, he had to pour a lot of extra juice into the ceiling spell. So it's produced this odd side effect that was probably a bit unexpected. Mm. So... Well, good job sealing it. Uh, now, here's a problem. If we let you out, then the magic starts leaking again. Can you seal it from the outside if we were to drop this barrier? Uh, I don't think you can drop this barrier. I can, and I don't think you should. I I, I can. Um, this seal will be good for about a month, and I have provision for two weeks. So I think, okay, here, here's my plan. I'll sit here and study the circle. You guys go back and send a letter to Umaniro. Okay, I will not sign that letter. No, oh no, someone else, anyone else. You should say, mention me by name and send an emergency letter to Umaniro and use the code phrase, help I'm trapped at a magic barrier. They'll know what it means. Help. Cunning. I'm <laughs> trapped. How'd you figure that code out? <laughs> Does he say that to magic. a character? Yes. And he taps his head. Secret Umenero code. Uh, Lester, what is your last name? Herbman. Hartman? Herbman. Herbman. All right. All right. Uh, hey, can we disable that barrier for just a second in like two minutes? Uh, 
nope. I spent way too much energy make putting it up, and I'm honestly pretty tired. Um, because it would be really helpful if you had some jingling bells in there that could attract a bunch of zombies towards it and away from the road. And he starts shuffling through his bag and looking at various implements, and he says, uh, I do have a mess kit. I could probably bang a spoon to a bowl? And he tries it. Let me just roll. Five. It, does, it doesn't do any good. It's the wrong sound. Damn it. They, they don't notice. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, that wasn't it. And he digs around some more and finds a piece of wire and what looks like a, like a hook-shaped piece of iron. And he ties it around together to make what looks like a little bit of a bow. And he plucks it and it makes a little ringing sound. D20. Mm. Six. Nope, not much better. And he spends quite a while just improvising various things to try and make sound. Uh, guys, I don't think this is working. And he's starting to panic a bit more. His hands start shaking. It's it's going to be fine. We'll figure something out. Uh, yeah, we can figure something out if you get a wizard. Here. I need help. This is way over my head. This is... Uh... No, it's only about three feet over your head. You don't... No. And he, he glares at Hamish. No time for jokes. There's always time for jokes. No, there's never time for jokes. Um, so Liam's going to climb back up into the tree to get some of the bells down so we can spread out the damage to a few other trees. Yeah, that's a good idea. They'll probably buy you some time. Yes. So that'll take you a good 20, 30 minutes to get that done. But it works pretty well. They're already attracted to the bells. So they're... Yeah. They're attached to some other smaller trees. Um, I feel like someone should write down that zombies are attracted to bells. For now. We'll see. So, is everyone actually going to leave Lester behind? Or anyone have any other ideas? Well, none of us are particularly capable with magic. Yeah. Most of my magic involves affecting people. Before we leave... Because I think we are going to leave you here. <laughs> Hamish is going to, to say, what do you want us to do about the other magic circle? Uh, Lester uh, scratches his head a little bit. Um, if this circle is anything to go by, the other one's probably going to start leaking in a similar way. What Did the other one also raise undead? No, it oh, raised a big dirt thing. Dirt thing. Like a, like a warforged or golem or something? A clay golem? Um, Abomination? <laughs> I know, it turned to dirt when we killed it. Uh, it turned to dirt, and it walked around on feet and stuff? Yeah, I it tripped punched, it up. It punched really hard. Okay, so that sounds like Warforged. Okay, that is... Yes, it's probably going to do the oh. same thing. Uh, Liam is going to cast Minor Illusion and create an illusion of said creature that... Nah. Not very friendly. Uh, well, when you... I'm assuming you're spawning that, like right here on the edge of the circle? Uh, ye- no, he's uh, he would do it just to the right of where he is standing right now. Okay, so, so yeah. a few feet away from the circle. Yeah. Okay, so you spawn that, and Lester does still flinch at it, but because it wasn't so close, it doesn't like send him into full panic. It's, ah, that thing's really ugly, but probably a Warforged, yeah. So it's... Uh, where was it? Is it near other objects that can start walking? 
Uh, well, not well, unless. Wait, is that a that... city? It was, it was buried uh, under a bunch of crates. Yeah, it was in a okay. it was in a warehouse in the middle of town. It yeah. was a pile of dirt that started walking. I feel like that expands what could potentially walk to fucking anything. The entire continent. Uh, well, that's very bad. Um, are there any other circles that you know of? No. Do we need to send Umaniro another secret phrase? Um, no, I th- as soon as they're here, they'll, they can help. Um, are you sure there's no other circles? Cause this could be very, very no. bad. You, no. Well, no. Still, I'm trying to put a question mark. Right 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 probably right. not. Hold on, you guys all talked over each other. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not sure. Rob. Uh, you said there probably wasn't one in the graveyard, but we still have to check. CJ. Put a question mark next to the graveyard. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, that's fair, I suppose. I still don't think there's one in the graveyard, but you can look. Um, oh, there was a floating ball of light in the graveyard. Is that relevant? Um, what color was the ball? Purple. Purple. Um, and he looks down at the... He looks down at the circle, and he wiggles his fingers in some sort of magic uh, somatic component and he shines a little light on the circle and it starts to glow purple like a flat like a black light it starts to glow purple like that uh yeah yeah, yeah this, that came from here that's um oh it came a long way <laughs> yeah so this could be very very bad all the more reason to not take down this barrier as lonely and horrible as it'll be it's very very important to correct this um, okay. Uh, I, I think the best thing to do is to let you sit tight. You seem to be pretty well safe in here, and I'm going to wrap on the bubble again. That makes a weird hollow sound. Um, <laughs> hold on, everyone quiet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so let's go get that letter to Umineiro, because I think that's going to be the best thing we can do. We seem to have rounded up the zombies. We took care of them. Uh, yes, temporarily. Uh, yeah, being in here is going to be miserable, but we, we got to do what we got to do to correct the situation. Um, yeah, you guys need to hurry. I only have two weeks of provisions. I'm going to get bored, and if I screw this up, it's going to explode very big time. So let's not. I'd rather be the only one. So that's that's cool. And he he rolls over and <laughs> lays down like a teenage girl on his elbows with his feet up and starts scribbling in his journal. Because <laughs> he's got no room to sit up or stand. Going to like very slowly and pointedly start walking back towards town. Jeremy will take a long look at his successful zombie horde, undead horde, and sigh contentedly. You know... It's nice to remember something for once. I mean, it's it's here and it's only a couple weeks ago, but it's something. I'll take it. And he he turns around and follows. Hamish will wander off after Jeremy saying, do you think we should get them uniforms? Ooh, that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> and they, I assume they chatter excitedly for quite some time about the logistics of, of <laughs> yes. uniforms and what the design should be. <laughs> All right, so... How you put a uniform on a skeletal fish. Oh, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> they're all different sizes and shapes and stuff. Ah, oh, that'd be good. 
It'll just Someone's going to have to pick up some tailoring. It'll just be a sock. Chikoba wants to do something real quick. Uh, okay. Yeah. He's going to uh, very quietly walk past Lester, grab the fish, and stick it in his pocket. <laughs> he's going to keep Because it's gonna... cute and he wants to keep it. Awesome. He's going to get. He's gonna make himself an aquarium when he gets home? Yep. <laughs> it's just going to be an empty... Hey, Hamish has a pet. Why can't I? Yeah. <laughs> What's Hamish's pet? Ah, uh, sure. Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy's Jeremy is all of our pet. He's the family pet, but yes. Well, Hamish is the one that takes care of him. I'm not certain the technology exists to have an aquarium, so you'll have to figure that out. Because I don't think there's <laughs> glass clear enough and strong enough to count. I'll just find a crate and stick it in there. <laughs> it's not going to be a very effective aquarium. It won't be a very ocular kind it'll he'll still be in there it'll be a fish in a barrel and hell no (laughs) (laughs) chikova will figure something out all right well i think that's a decent spot to maybe stop for the day we uh (laughs) unless anyone has anything they want to do when they get home no i think (laughs) (laughs) um maybe we can save it for next time yep uh, c- continue chatting with Zill and catch up and stuff. And and Jamie, yes. Yes. Yeah, we, we can have a whole side thing. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to dnrfancast at gmail.com. That's the letters dnrfancast at gmail.com. And also, be sure to check out our website, dnrfancast.com. 